Hello, lovers. Welcome to a very Christmas You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time Jew and uh, a full-time Chinese on Christmas eater. And with me, as always, is my good friend and VR assassin, Andrew Patterson. What up, what up? Happy holidays. Ho, 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 everybody. Mm, Yeah. We got like two Christmas episodes, kind of, because the next one is a little Christmas themed as well. That's true, yeah. And I actually really want to see that holiday, that office Christmas party movie, Mm. which we have no plans to actually watch for the purposes of this podcast, but I fully intend on watching over the holiday season. I'd see it. I'd see it. Yeah. Yeah, it looked looked good. Uh, So, sorry, distracted. So, uh, well, for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, our hidden gem for the week is A Very Murray Christmas, which is a Netflix Bill Murray Christmas special. Mm -hmm. And uh, the You Gotta Love It is a movie called Fred Claus, starring Vince Vaughn, in which he plays... And Paul Giamatti and Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Uh, in which in which uh, Vince Vaughn plays the estranged brother of jolly old Saint Nick. Yeah. How do we start with the gem first, or the yeah, you gotta yeah. love it? I don't remember. I don't even remember. Yeah, we start with the gem. We start yeah, with right. the gem, and I feel like this hidden gem is kind of a divisive one because mm. there's some people I think there's. In my head, there's three camps when it comes to this very Merry Christmas. There are people that are going to love it. Mm-hmm. There are people that are going to hate it. And they're going to they're gonna be people who want to love it because it's Bill Murray, but are like, ooh, I don't know. Do you belong to that last camp? No, I'm somewhere in between love it and ooh, I don't know. Because like... Yeah. Well, okay. I get that. Here's, here's the thing for me. Uh, at first, I was like, what is happening here? But then I very quickly realized, um, actually, the other weekend, I was at Daryl's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Graham, he's been on the podcast before. And we were watching the Muppet Christmases. Mm-hmm. So we watched the very first uh, <clears throat> Muppet Christmas. I can't remember what they're called, but this one was like... A Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah, where uh, Fozzie goes to visit his mom uh, at the farm or whatever and brings all the Muppets. And then the Sesame Street people come and the Fraggles come and whatever. And then we watched... Wait, I don't remember that one. Is that a Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah, I think so. It's like I, the, thought, I thought the Muppet Christmas Carol was like the Scrooge story oh, okay. maybe with the, Muppets. Maybe this is a different one then. Maybe it's not Muppet Christmas Carol. Fuck. Okay, anyway, go on. And then we watched uh, another Muppet Christmas movie <laughs> where it was like uh, they're in a theater and it's going to get shut down. They need to uh, yeah. make enough money to like yeah. keep it afloat. Uh, and then there's like nefarious plots and whatever. And this Murray... Nefarious plots and whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go on. Uh, this Murray movie kind of, to me, felt like a mix of those movies because it's sort of like something happens and it's just an excuse for a song and then something else happens and an excuse yeah. for a song. It's but definitely just an homage to Christmas specials as a thing. Right. 
And it's kind of met like meta in that it's a Christmas special about putting on a Christmas special. Uh, right. And done, I, done in the style of very classic Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, I also believe there's a fourth camp. <clears throat> okay. For whoever at the beginning when we were first starting out this podcast and we pulled everybody said that the worst movie they'd ever seen is Lost in Translation. They get their own camp because not only is this Bill Murray, it's Sofia Coppola as well because she directed this. Yeah. So this has got all the things that apparently you hate in a film, and except her, for Anna Faris and Scarlett Johansson. And her nephew? Is it her nephew? Or, um, what's his name? Jason Schwartzman. Oh, Jason Schwartz. Well, that's her nephew, right? I don't know. Are they are they related that way? I didn't Either know related. that. Related. Oh fuck! I have no clue. The yeah. Co- the Coppolas are like related to everybody, eh? Nick yeah. Cage is like plugged in somewhere yeah, in there. And I'm pretty sure it's his aunt. So. That's crazy. I didn't know that. The other thing I think somewhere in one of those camps is maybe unless you like look it up right away, not all of the guests I think are readily apparent to people that aren't maybe. Here's the thing that I liked about it. But like if you like me are a fan of Sofia Coppola films, music plays a huge role in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, her, well, I don't, her partner, uh, father of her child, uh, from Phoenix. Um, Phoenix is in this movie. Yeah. You know, Phoenix has had songs in her other films. The soundtracks are always like stellar, but like, it's like a very specific type of indie with like sort of classic punk post-punk type stuff mixed in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could tell, I feel like you could tell that like a lot of the guests just belonged in a Sofia Coppola movie because you had the singer from whose name escapes me right now from New York Dolls, who was the bartender. You right, had right. Uh, Jenny Lewis. Like they weren't like musical names that you'd be. It wasn't you know it wasn't like you're like oh shit it's fu-, other than Miley Cyrus. You weren't like oh shit it's like fucking Justin Bieber and Beyonce and Christina Aguilera. It was yeah. like people that would play that would play songs that she would have put in one of her films right. that were playing kind of subdued characters that would sing songs, but they're, but not, not even that though. Cause I mean, you have, um, you have, uh, George Clooney as well. Sure. And I mean, he sings sort of sings a song. Yeah. They, they all, ca- <laughs> that was hilarious by the way, when he kept just leaning out from behind the trees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, who's, the, who's the, the girl that sung the ballad in the bar? Maya Rudolph. She's a comedian, right? She's from SNL, yeah. Yeah. She was in Bridesmaids, yeah. Yeah, okay. So she's Rashida Jones. I didn't know she was a singer though. That's what no, can, Well, like I don't think many of them confuse me. I don't but, think many of them are they're not all singers. Like they have like Jason Schwartzman has a band, but I don't primarily think of Coconut Records. I think of him as an actor. Yeah. Rashida Jones, I didn't even know if she has a musical career, but she had great voice, oh, which fantastic. makes makes sense given it's her, really, her lineage. So, I what I what really like kind of brought me into this movie and it's kind of one of these weird things where Was it Paul Schaefer? Well, no, that's great too. <laughs> but I think that as a musician, okay, let's just switch gears for a second. This is a long-winded example, but as a musician or a, a, a fan, someone who's delved really deeply into music like yourself, there's certain music that I'm sure you can tell you appreciate because you appreciate music, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be enjoyable uh, enjoyable for people who didn't like yeah like anytime fucking i'm looking it up because i keep forgetting the guy from new york dolls was singing because yeah. it wasn't exactly a traditional like holiday crooner type voice right know? right uh or i mean 
for some reason, the only band that comes to mind is like Protest the Hero or something. But it's, we'll use the Protest the Hero example because it's a style of music, you know, like post-hardcore, let's just say, but not, not even not all post-hardcore fans would like it. Right. You kind of have to appreciate the timing and yeah. structure. And this movie to me was like that it as well. It was David Johansson. Oh, there you go. This movie to me was like that as well because yeah. the first, I don't know, two thirds of it, they're in this hotel. And when they're singing, you can tell that it was recorded on the mics that they're holding because like there's weird room noise and all this other stuff. But then when it goes to that dream sequence, it's like super polished. Yeah. You can tell that the recording was You mean done. the part with Miley Cyrus? <laughs> yeah. And, and George Clooney. Yeah. And, and I just it, meant like the, from a singing perspective, it was like probably arguably one of the most produced for better or for worse for, you know yeah. of like the most pop stars of all of the the people that were singing surprisingly she's actually a really good singer like um yeah, my, my I, girlfriend is a, is a is a big fan i'm you know i'm not really a fan but i've seen some live videos and i was like oh like yeah apparently you can sing because a lot of the times it can be hit or miss with that type of stuff you never know sure. what they sound like when yeah. it's not tuned and anyway yeah but that second half was was very produced but not just not just musically or sonically, although definitely that too, but just the, the there was like serious choreographed numbers. Mm-hmm. It seemed more kind of cohesive and put together, mm-hmm. more of like a traditional, you know, what you would see like on a PBS telethon or something. Yeah. That type of stuff. But, so the movie was kind of all over the place, but I liked that about it. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then Chris Rock shows up and they that, do a song yo, together. But that part was hilarious when it kept the kept the way that the camera kept doing the the shot kept doing the crossfading as yeah. if it was like uh, it brought to mind. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, video for Run the Jewels uh, Christmas Fucking Miracle, which is like no, uh, just a hilarious sort of like uh, homage to <clears throat> bad Christmas photo type internet meme, you know, like people in their sweaters and like one of them's in the background and it's like faded and then there's like a zoomed in and they're wearing like really corny glasses. It was yeah. kind of like that and that there'd be this crossfade and Chris Rock would just like whisper the <laughs> the part that's like sung yeah. over sort of in rows. Like he would, it's like, do you hear something? Yeah. And then he'd be like, <laughs> Look, like, kind of like off camera. Also, it was funny how he roped him into it, how he just showed up and then he just like left as soon as he possibly could. Yeah. But I will say that, um, I mean, I did, I I loved it. I, I really liked it. The more I think about it, kind of the more I like it, the more I kind of want to watch it again, you know? Yeah. I am admittedly a huge Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray fan. So that's, I probably do also kind of fit into the category where I made it better just because I like those things. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not all the way there yet. But one thing that I did kind of wish was that there was more, this sounds stupid because I think the point was that it was kind of like not all out because of the circumstances in the story. But right. I kind of wish that there was like more guests, like that they really like, because I feel like the combined star power of the people that kind of came together to make this could have really like, it, it could have gotten crazy and maybe it would have been overblown, but like I would have liked to see just fucking, I can't even think of it, you know, just like any, even if it was not, they weren't even singing, if they just appeared yeah, and did something in the background, like if the backup singers were all people that we knew, or if there was like, you know, they easily could have done that, more, more people that were just sort of like in it that, because uh, I was kind of having not, looked at the i remember a year ago when this was coming out when there was a trailer for it 
I did look up who was in it, but I long forgot that list. So I didn't look it up before. So everybody was kind of a surprise. But the amount of surprises had me thinking there would be even more. Like when I saw Chris Rock, I was like, yo, I didn't even fucking know Chris Rock was in this. Like who else is going to show up? And then it was kind of like, oh, I already, you know, some of the surprises just weren't as like big as I was expecting. I wanted them to do a giant number together at the end. Yeah, like all, yeah, the closest you get is kind of when they're all in the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, singing. But it was good. And I like, it's, it's, it's like a weird, it's a very, it's definitely a very specific, like you said, I don't know that I would recommend this to anyone because it's a very specific kind of humor even that Bill Murray sort of does, I feel. Like it's yeah. very Bill Murray, but it's kind of like, He's making fun of himself, sort of being serious. Like, it's hard. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so one of my favorite moments is when he, he uh, comes across uh, Rashida Jones in the hallway. Is it Rashida Jones? The bride? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It comes across her in the hallway and he's just like, Oh, you look sad. Do you want a picture with me? <laughs> yeah. That usually seems to cheer, cheer people, people up. up. I also like at the end of that really like touching scene when he's just like, I have a theory about love. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, mm, not really. And he's yeah. just like, all right, well, <laughs> yeah. we'll be inside. You know where to find us. <laughs> you wanna, like... That's kind of the epitome of the movie, though. Yeah. You know, it like sets it up in a classical movie, Christmas, whatever type of way. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, eh, nah. <laughs> you know? uh, it was good, though. I, I, uh, I watched it with my dad, and we both had a pretty... Had a pretty good time watching it. Had a had a couple laughs. You you know what I would love to see? What's that? Uh, a Wes Anderson Christmas special. Because, I mean, he did. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> Not a fan of Wes Anderson. <laughs> um, he did do that H and M Christmas ad. Yeah. Which is like a really short film, which made me just basically want, but like thinking about his sort of ensemble casts that he puts together and he's like got such a huge roster of people that he repeatedly uses, you know, it would just be so stacked and that style would be so obnoxiously twee and like fucking, you know, but it would be so perfect. Yeah. So hopefully Netflix, the next Christmas special they do is like a very Wes Anderson Christmas. If you're listening, Wes Anderson and Netflix, Give the people what they want. You want an anthology series here. I want, yeah. I want like another 50 minutes of what was in that H&M ad. Like even the premise for that ad is great. Like just on a train that's going to be late. Yeah. But you could just have every single, you you know, you could have really blown it out. I want to see Jeff Goldblum in there. Fucking Luke and Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. If you want to follow it up with either uh, a very Rob Zombie Christmas or a very Duplass Christmas, mm. I'd be into that too. It'd just be... That'd be good. One would just be terrifying. The other one would just be super awkward. Yeah. Just families more that hate each other. Du- Duplass, I think, would be more my more <laughs> my speed. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Well, before we move on, let me ask you a question. I mm. mean, growing up Jewish, not really celebrating Christmas... I got a taste of it, you know, like mm-hmm. you'd see the shit on TV and do all this stuff. But like, and, and as a kid, I'd watch the like Rudolph mm-hmm. special Same. with like the snowman and all that shit. Yeah. But like, what was your favorite Christmas 
a piece of it doesn't have to be cinema i mean whatever music movies tv uh i don't know we had a pretty like I was thinking about this on the way over because I knew that this was, I knew that you were going to ask something along these lines. Uh, How could I not? Yeah. I had pretty, like, pretty routine, not routine, that makes it sound, like, boring, but, like, a tradition, you know, like, every year was very, uh, growing up that I remember, is, like, a very comfortable, like, fond memories of sort of, like, this tradition, Um, whether it was, you know, like, family visiting or going to my grandparents house or whatever it may be but um and then like with my parents and my sister you know christmas eve christmas morning always always kind of been the same you know we do things in the same order up until very recently listen to the same music my dad liked to put on like you know like bing crosby and stuff like that right uh but yeah i don't know man i would definitely watch the all the all the cartoons when i was a lot younger and then uh just started watching in the middle there when I kind of stopped watching the cartoons, it was mm-hmm. like, uh, it's wonderful life. Yeah. Like every single, you know, and then I was kind of like, okay, um, home alone is a big one. So yeah, for me, like it's huge. Yeah. Uh, me and my dad, we would always watch home alone for sure. Mm-hmm. Followed by, and I know it's like almost, you know, national lampoon kind of like tacky to say this at this point, but like die hard. Oh yeah, but no. usually, usually the second Die Hard, actually, if you can believe that, or um, a few times we watched Jingle All the Way. That's <laughs> interesting. That's the the, the uh, what's it called, right? Jingle All Arnold the Way. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Where he gets the toy, the yeah. Action Man yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, but like, so the other thing though, speaking of films, it's not really a holiday film, but part one of our holiday traditions, especially recently when you know my sister's living on the West Coast. Up until recently, my parents that we all kind of lived in different cities, and we would get together. Um, Disney usually releases a film around this time, like right now, Moana's in theaters, and we uh, because growing up, we would always go to see. My parents would always take my sister and I to see the new Disney film in theaters. Moana. It's something. Anyway, what did I say? Moana. Oh well, <clears throat> I meant Moana. I just my any- Hawaiian. The Hawaiian pronunciation was not quite quite right. Well, yeah. Anyone from Hawaii who may be listening, which is possible, because I got some friends there. Uh, I just, I had, I felt like I had to correct you for them. Fair enough. Then I'd be like, this fucking, this guy this is guy. so goddamn ignorant. Yeah, this white guy. No, no, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess maybe. Uh, anyway, um, Howley. So that's something that we would do, uh, and have done the last, uh, last little while would be to go see a film usually like uh, an animated film or whatever disney film is in theaters as a family um New tradition, yeah, star wars. lots of uh yeah, star wars every christmas now i i mean there's other movies that i didn't necessarily wa- that i would watch around christmas that i don't really watch with my family that um that i like one weird one because i know that i feel like a lot of people probably thought this movie was really stupid um is just friends I like for some reason thought that movie was really funny when it came out. It was like is that the one with Justin Timberlake? No, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Amy Smart, okay. and uh, the mom from I can't remember her name from What About Bob. Oh yeah, uh, plays Ryan Reynolds' mom. It's the one where he wore the like fat suit at the beginning. Yeah, and he was in high school, and everybody made fun of him, and then like you know he wanted to basically tell his like closest friend that he was like into her. And then it goes horribly embarrassing for him. And he's like, 
he's just basically like, fuck you guys. I'm going to like go to Hollywood and be famous, but then actually does it and just becomes like a horrible person. So it's a very like nothing new about it at all. Very like Scrooge, like, but, and it's also Ryan Reynolds at his Ryan reynolds nice. Like it's like Van Wilder, you know, it's what he's known for Write doing. What? No. That's, that's, oh, that's what he says oh yeah. <laughs> um, but like something about it, I don't know, man. I th- it was probably just the circumstances I saw it in, and now I just like, I just kind of enjoy watching it. It's it's very predictable, but uh, and also fucking what's the other guy? That's Kevin, uh, or not not Kevin? Chris Klein is that his name from American Pie from the American Pie series? Who's he? Uh, the like cool athletic guy. Not like, Stifler. No, not Stifler. Like the guy, like the guy that like oh, yeah, seems yeah, like he yeah. should be, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he should be like the lacrosse player or whatever. He, he shouldn't be like hanging out with them, but like <laughs> uh, the one that, fuck, that's I can't dating remember. Tara Reid in the movie, maybe. Isn't he? I anyway. Whatever. It's not important. We're completely getting off topic. But that movie is, I don't know, man. It's pretty. I, I find it amusing. Speaking of amusing films, yeah. Our our uh, you gotta love for the week is Fred Claus, and I texted you. Did you love it while I was watching it? And I was like, dude, I think this podcast is just we're fucked, man. <laughs> we're totally fucked. I thought it was pretty like <laughs> as far as like dumb Christmas comedies that yeah. appeal to the whole family are not. They're not like Bad Santa go. Yeah, I mean, I, like it was fucking totally fine. I don't know why this you, made so many lists. If you look at it like in the lens of Christmas movie. Right, like it's not. I wouldn't go to the theater or whatever and pop this on not at Christmas and be like, "Ah, oh, what a hilarious movie!" <laughs> right. But you know, as far as Christmas themed movies, I feel like the bar is set pretty low as is. And if you had kids, yeah, like the the one thing that I did stand out to me as like very obvious that kept reminding me, like, oh, I mean, if it wasn't for like the juvenile humor in it, that reminded me, like, oh yeah, like holiday movies they wanted this to be family friendly was the sound effects yeah which were like they seemed out of place you know like at times there was like a it was like almost a cartoon noise of somebody slipping on a banana peel yeah like (laughs) like that weird like yeah and i was just kind of like what is happening um but again like this was another example of a movie where i didn't know anything about it coming into it i knew vince vaughn and paul giamatti were in it yeah rachel weiss babe I love Rachel Weisz. I mean, yeah. she doesn't have very like a very big role, and it's kind of like cliche. But uh, I did really like the scene when Vince Vaughn shows up at her place at the end, and it was like I felt like one of the only scenes where somebody really acknowledges kind of how ridiculous it is, where she just kind of like, "All right, you need to like slow down." Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're kind of verging into restraining order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's just like so matter of fact about it. And one other thing that I loved was when he goes to the like siblings anonymous group oh yeah <laughs> and fucking Stephen baldwin and uh was it roger clinton i can't even remember like bill clinton's brother bill clinton's brother and uh rocky rocky yeah sylvester stallone's brother they're all in there talking about like living in the shadow of like an older brother or like a whatever like a sibling that was and it was like one of those situations where i did think it was genuinely funny but it was also i was kind of like good on these guys for like playing them you know what i mean like yeah. when people poke fun at themselves it was uh, it was great and it just kind of like i was looking at every person in that room trying to be like okay who's that is that yeah. somebody like is that somebody famous's brother that has I just not love had this wh- where billy baldwin's like 
He's not Alec. A, oh yeah, oh, not yeah, Alec. Billy. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I there's a lot of Baldwin's. I mixed them up. Yeah. I just mixed Stephen. Stephen. I said Stephen, didn't I? Yeah. Is it Stephen? No, I think it, <laughs> I, can, I don't sure. know, man. I can't remember. This. I'm pretty sure it's Billy. But I he also was doing. Uh, I mean, this movie came out a couple years ago, but he was doing his best Trump impression. Do you notice how much like Alec Baldwin's Trump? he sounded like just talking as himself in this movie. That's true. That's it's true. crazy. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but that is true. <clears throat> um, also, Ludacris. This has got to be the only Christmas film I've ever seen that that has, well, maybe not that has a rapper. I'm sure Ice Cube has been in a Christmas movie, but yeah. Ludacris, Soda Place. Oh, man. Can we just talk about the, the elf like, heads? CGI Why? And, like elves? Why? Totally. I was going to bring that up next, but I didn't want to go on a rant because I feel like I've been talking for like the last five minutes about this film. It's just, when I first saw it, I was like, what is happening here? It was so bad. But I mean, maybe, I don't know. There, the, There's really moments where their heads really did not seem like they were attached to their bodies. And it was well, I mean, almost I, to the point of like seeming intentional. <laughs> when they're standing beside actual little people, mm. it, it's like glaringly obvious that, you know, something's not right here yeah you know something's off but uh yeah whatever yeah i have a note here all caps that say why the elves like that and that was after we saw the first i after i realized they weren't all like that but the first one why is what's her name tall though elizabeth banks yeah because she's just a human is she yeah she's she's just like a human she's not an elf how does she get to work there because she's santa's santa's helper she's like a I don't know. She's like Mrs. Claus. Like the, I, she's not I get, Mrs. Claus. No, I know. But I'm just saying like in this movie, yeah. the, the lore is that they were all just humans until he became a saint and then his family all becomes mortal like him, right? Yeah. But like I assume that, you know, until like when he met his spouse, she wasn't immortal until she became his spouse. Like there's other humans right. that are around him. So same with like... Kevin Spacey. Also, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is in this movie. One sec. Yeah, we forgot to talk about Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey is in this movie. Just period. And That's gets it. a Superman like, cape. He gets a Superman cape, plays a villain, obviously. But like... He must love Superman. Kevin... Ke- right? Because he was in the Superman movie. Right, as Lex Luthor in the, in the last one reboot. With, did poorly. Yeah, with Brandon. Yeah. I thought he was a good Superman, though. I like that movie. Anyway. uh, Also, Scott Summers gets killed off in X-Men so that he could be in Superman, and then it's Superman didn't do well, and they're still cranking out X-Men movies. Yeah. I mean, they're still making Superman movies, but he, I guarantee you, he would have made way more money if he just (laughs) stayed on his Cyclops. Um, Wait, what? Remember in... uh, But isn't he in Westworld, though? James Marsden? Yeah. Yeah. Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, who was Cyclops. Yeah. yeah. Right. So clearly... Not, he, yeah, but I'm just saying he, he was in X-Men 1 and then in X-Men 2. X-Men 2 is the one where he gets killed, right? Where like Gene... Well, no, but I'm saying if he had stuck with the X-Men movie, he could potentially still be in the X-Men movies and oh, not yeah. be in Westworld. And that sure, would not be good either. Listen, I loved him in Westworld. I'm just saying like... If you were to compare jumping ship on X-Men 2 to be in Superman and then not really doing anything because that Superman tanked and there have been several Superman movies since then versus being in X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, X-Men 4, like, you know what I mean? Like being in like a whole series of them. Sure. I'm just, 
That's it. Whatever. Clearly, he's better off being in Westworld than in whatever they're doing to X-Men right now in the films. But Well, I can't wait for the next one. No, that's a lie. Just shut up. Just shut up. Although um, everyone seems to be super jazzed about uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah. I'm well, not. No. Well, I mean, I've, you know, fucking, I've said it a million times. I don't even want to talk about it right now. It's going to take me out of the holiday spirit talking about what Fox is doing to X-Men properties. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I think r- there's a roundabout way of getting back to the point that Elizabeth Banks is just human because at the end, the narrator even says, like, Willie and whatever her character's name was proved that uh, love comes in all different shapes and sizes. And I think it was supposed to, like, imply that it didn't matter that one was an elf and right. one was just a person. I also did think it was weird, though, that Vince Vaughn's character, who seemed kind of like this roguish kind of, like, asshole yeah was not even remotely phased by the fact that there is this sort of like clearly intentionally sexy like you know it was just sort of like yeah. he's like yeah buddy i'll totally help you out instead of but i thought he was gonna sell him out immediately like when i saw that i was like he doesn't like being there he hates everything everyone around him why would he just dis- like be like yeah i'll be a good dude for this guy when there's like this babe and he is broken up with his girlfriend anyway neither here nor there i think that it would have been funnier if he had just broken the fourth wall for a second and just been like like whoa <laughs> like what's she, what's she doing here you know and then just like never address it again <laughs> but like yeah that would have been good um, i mean okay hold on let's 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 not uh go crazy here like there are some horrible moments in this movie like there are definitely some moments where i was just like this is not this, the dancing this, scene this, yeah this is not good Right. Just like most of the scenes where he's like Koji, feuding with Ludacris. We're not here to talk about those parts. Yeah, we're but here I, to talk about what we loved. And we had a, to love it. There's a lot. <laughs> I just don't want people to think like, oh, it's maybe <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> like, no, it's not great. But like. No, it's just not as it's, bad it's as not, I. Yeah. yeah, it's not even close to the worst movie. Ever. It's not even close no, to the worst Christmas movie. Yeah. There's like way worse holiday movies than this one. Way worse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get Vince Vaughn at his Vince Vaughniest. I'm going to just start adding Eist to the end of every actor that kind of just gets typecast playing the exact same role. Well, he kind of, you know. Or whatever. Maybe they did that to themselves. He, but He's got a wheelhouse for sure. Um, he tried to <clears throat> tried to do Psycho. Didn't work out so well. Decided to stick I liked to, it. Decided to stick to Vince True Vaughn. Detective Season 2 is that what you're talking about? No. No, the movie Psycho. Oh, the movie Psycho. You know, they remade it shot for shot. And he was in it. No. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mind True Detective season two. I Neither didn't did like I. it. I thought Rachel McAdams was really underappreciated in True Detective season two. I thought she did a great job. They try and do too much. They added too many characters. Hmm. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. That's a different episode altogether. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I thought, uh, like conceptually. I actually didn't mind the idea of this movie. I thought it was kind of like cute or whatever. Like, and, and also touched on like, it was like a different angle on sort of, you know, a lot of Christmas, modern Christmas films deal with family and like old ones were all about sort of family getting together and how great it is with maybe a couple pranks. And then more recently, it's all about the tension when family gets together. Right. And this was kind of an interesting way of being like, okay, well, what if? But Santa Claus's family 
has those same problems and There's it was like tension though even at the end like oh yeah he kind of just accepts his mom for who she is totally as opposed to being as opposed to her like softening up on him yeah. she's still like super mean yeah. to him yeah no but that's what i mean that's what yeah. that's like conceptually i was like oh like this is pretty like you know you've got like one guy who like they touched on i would say some pretty like serious stuff in terms of like sort of neglect and bi- not even borderline just kind of like abuse like verbal abuse um of like children and you know the uh, kid who was picked up by social services that he was like kind of checking in on and yeah so there was some like you know but overall it was it was pretty corny and you know this and that and it certainly wasn't stellar but i was kind of like oh yeah like this there's like a dinner scene yeah. when he, he kind of tricks when uh oh yeah. santa tricks fred into like He's like, just come over for a bite to eat. And then his parents are there. And he just, they're like, it's like the last people he wants to see. Right. And then Kevin Spacey's character is also there for some, you know, some like convoluted, like some, oh yeah, we just had to fit him into the scene. So he ran into the parents and they invited him. But like that scene, it was almost one of the cases where I was like, I know this is supposed to be a family movie, but I almost want them to go a little more over the top or like a little bit more adult with it because like there was like opportunities there. Like it felt like the tension was real the way that Vince Vaughn was reacting to everything. And it was just kind of like, instead of it being like, okay, here we go. And wacky. It was just kind of like, all right, I see how it's going to be. And it was like, there was, you know, there was glimpses of like, Ooh, this feels like a legitimate, like, yeah, you know what I mean? It just could have been, it would have been funny to see a character like Santa in a situation that, they they took it even you know to like another notch of like i understand why they didn't but that was something that i think would have been would have been funny but uh yeah overall it has everything that you want typically out of a christmas movie feel good ending yeah mostly feel good ending i would have the only thing that i thought was missing was i thought they w- might have done more for the love interests in the film so like the one elf you know mm-hmm. is really into elizabeth thanks and he's in his girlfriend and he does something nice at the end mm-hmm. um Vince Vaughn. But kind of treats her like shit for the whole thing and then gets off the hook sort of easy. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> the elf, basically, like, I guess he saves Christmas and then she's just like, oh, now I know your name. But, like, I wanted th- <laughs> I wanted there to be, like, some sort of grand gestures on both their parts to, like... Well, he did take her to the Eiffel Tower. Well, that's what I mean. It's Santa's sleigh. At the sleigh. end. Oh, yeah. Okay, After she's like, oh, yeah, let's move in together. And But, like, that was funny, though, <laughs> Because when he showed up after she's like talking about the restraining order, he's like, by the way, uh, gave up the lease on my apartment, moved in. We're living together now. Going to sleep on the couch. Like he's still being a total. Like, how would you on Christmas morning if somebody who is treating you like shit for like a three over a three year relationship was just like, hey, I'm sorry. Here's a present. I'm dressed like Santa. Also, I'm moving in. I'll be asleep on the couch. Like it was like. Yeah. Again, that was a moment they could have maybe played up a bit more like this, like, this guy's a fucking jerk. Like, yeah. He hasn't learned anything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. I got some chuckles out of it for sure. But all of the, uh, I think it's just the stuff that's really aimed at like getting belly laughs out of kids that are so young that, you know, any sort of gag, physical gag violence would make them laugh uproariously. Those parts are kind of hard to watch because we don't have kids. And we're just right. sitting, probably watching these movies kind of in a vacuum, just like on the couch, like, okay, I guess I got to watch this movie. So there's these moments that are clearly not targeted at us where it's just like, oh, geez. For sure. For sure. It, uh, <clears throat> but I mean, it could be worse. Uh, yeah. This is what we keep saying. 
that's the stuff though that really makes me appreciate Pixar even more, you know, and people that are able to do. Oh yeah, we talked about this last week. I know, I yeah I I know it just like it just drives it home. It's like you don't have to stoop you, you to can, that level. You, you don't can have, have to have both sides. Yeah, you but you don't yeah. like kids will find humor. You know, it doesn't have to be so obviously like childish. I think is the thing. It's like people are constantly underestimating. Well, but it's not like the the Pixar movies aren't obviously childish. I think they are, but you know, and at times there's like weird, like whatever. We'll just say farts or something. But underneath all that is like an undertone. So like when the wolf is playing with the with the sheep's hair or whatever. Oh, in Zootopia. And they're like, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah like in, in Zootopia. It's kind of just like a funny scene because like, you know, for a little kid, yeah. he's doing something naughty or whatever. Yeah. And so they're going to laugh and be like, I, you know, like that guy. But like then as an adult, you're like, oh, but underneath that, like playful, whatever. But, yeah. But there's not really any like stuff that I can think of. Okay. With the exception of maybe Mater and Cars, like Larry, the cable guy. I've not seen cars to be honest so with the exception of maybe his character i don't think of like parts in pixar where it's like you know like goofy like there's nothing that's like specifically like okay this next 30 seconds is for the kids to just have a laughing fit because a guy's using a giant sponge hammer to be like it's like it's all i'm not saying there isn't like physical gag comedy but it's never like you think of a movie like the incredibles at no point in that movie is there something where there's like uh a fart joke that isn't contextually like, oh, it's a baby with a babysitter. Like it makes sense in that sequence. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You you can have you can you can have the context for adults, but still have right. the like silly. It's just really well kids. camouflaged. Yeah, it's just like by real life. It just depends stuff. on what lens you're looking at it from, as opposed to some of these movies where it's just like, oh, let's do some silly like, <laughs> you know, weird sound effects and stuff. It's yeah, just, it's not like contrived. They yeah. don't like, they don't, contri- they're not like, okay, we really got to like have set up something where it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Kevin Spacey at the end of this movie kind of changes sides. He kind of wants to take down Christmas, but then decides he actually wants to save Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because Santa, even Santa learns a lesson that there are no bad children, just bad circumstances, mm. and decides to give Kevin Spacey the gift that he always wanted. So, was there something that you always wanted for Christmas that you never got? <laughs> mm, no, not honestly, man. So I'm not pretty not, spoiled. I can't really think of not the not the gold foil with uh, with like a burlap sack soundtrack to uh well looper Looper. Yeah. no i uh no i i actually remember more of the opposite of like having like wicked surprises where maybe there's something i wanted but i was like i ah, probably not gonna get that though because you know i got lots of stuff like uh you know like a video game system or something seemed right. like uh, just kind of like a big deal. And I'd be like, holy shit. Like I got a Dreamcast for Christmas. Like the year came out and I was like, oh fuck, Man. wicked. You know, so I don't know. It's, I can't really, I can't, well not can't really. I just can't complain at all. I had a Disney World Christmas but at the time. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not, not about complaints, but was there ever a toy that you wanted Christmas or otherwise? Or like, a, I just didn't, whatever, didn't show it. And you're just like, ah, oh, I didn't get it. 
You know, like it maybe not even Christmas, but can you can you remember really wanting something and not being able to make it happen? When I was a kid, <laughs> I really wanted for some reason this keeps coming in my in, in my mind recently is uh maybe because I spent a lot of time at Daryl's house, he's got a lot of toys. But I really wanted uh the My Pet Monster like plush toy. Okay. Do you remember that cartoon? Yeah. It comes with it came with the uh the shackles that he wears and they you could like <laughs> bust them apart. <laughs> and as a kid I was like, Oh, that's the coolest. I want that. <laughs> and uh just, just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. I mean, I was a really spoiled kid. I also got basically everything. So yeah. like, it was it wasn't as if I, I was like, Oh fuck, I didn't get this thing. Christmas like, is ruined. Well, I didn't I have all this Christmas, but like Oh yeah, I've got all this other stuff. But it was that's the one thing that I kinda of sticks out in my mind as a child, I was like, oh, man, it'd be really sweet if I got one of these, one of these things. Yeah. 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 I got a, I got a lot of Lego that I, and I, I you know, I asked for Lego and I would get the Lego kits that I, I was like, oh yeah, I want that one. I remember getting creepy crawlers and that made me really, really happy. I don't know if you remember this. It was like the easy bake oven for our boys that like made like gummy worms. Yeah. I do remember that. Like I, you know what I stuff? had? I don't even know if I got this for Christmas, though. I was really young. I had the Ghostbusters house, what? like the fire station. Cool. And it had like the 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 roof had like a grid on it. Mm-hmm. And like there was like the, the you know, the, the action figures all had the little holes so that you, yeah, could, yeah. you know, like so you could stand them up on certain things. And like you could stand them under the skylight and then pour, it came with like a Play-Doh container of like green slime. And you pour the slime through the like mesh at the top and it would like slime, you could like slime them. And then the Ecto One actually fit into the garage, and the figures actually fit into the Ecto One. It was pretty fucking crazy. That's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, I mean now, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit different. You get older, and also, I'm actually just really give, excited to. Uh, yeah, I think what you were about to say. I'm really excited to give things to people now. As yeah, I like cool older. stuff. When you like, were like, oh yo, I thought of something awesome. This person's really gonna like. And then like when they really like it, and you're like. Oh, Fucking, that's sweet. Well, like, it's really corny to say, but it's totally true. We were talking about <laughs> Hawaii, and uh, my friends there, two of them, uh, well, more than two of them, but like two specifically have children, and uh, they're really into this thing called Shopkins, uh, which I don't really know exactly what it is or like what the point of it is or whatever, but it's like some sort of almost like pop vinyl trading thing. There's like little, yeah. little guys, and... Uh, I I haven't really told the parents yet, so I guess if you're listening, you'll find out soon enough. But I went on Amazon and bought like a shit ton of like the play sets or whatever, and and ordered them to their house because I feel like, I mean, they get Shopkins for sure, but I don't know how willing I would be as a parent to, you know, dish out whatever it costs for like these play sets as opposed to the little figures or whatever because mm. it seems like silly. Yeah, you know, but like I kind of wish that I was there, just to see to them see like open up the box and be like, ah, fuck, like you got like the the kitchen with the fridge or whatever, you know, whatever it is that like I don't even know what I ordered. I was just like, oh, give me the like top selling shit. There's there's also a lot of cool stuff um, <clears throat> that I think that uh, charitable organizations are doing now. Um, like, for example, like my parents, like my mom will also always like each year they my parents put aside a certain amount of money for uh, plans, gifts of hope. They put out that catalog every year. What's that? 
Plans, gifts of, you know, like plan. Uh, it's like the, used to be, uh, fuck, what was it called? They did like, because I'm a girl and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So they, I give uh, to because I'm a girl. yeah, same. Um, they, uh, they put out this sort of, if you, uh, contribute yeah. like in any way, shape or form, they send out this, um, it's like a catalog. It's like I a Christmas catalog. I read that mail then because I <clears throat> usually just. And, uh, yeah. And they'll match. The, it's like it's like a Christmas. It's think of like the wish book, but yeah. instead of it being like stuff for you or your family, it's stuff for people in third world countries. Oh, so it'd cool. be like, and they'll match it like for every you know they'll double to ten times what you contribute. So it could be like for fifty bucks, you know, you will dig a well, or you you know, for seventy five bucks, you get like a library for like a um, like a woman's school in Africa, and it's all like. Or, you know, and it ranges for everything from like a goat for a vill, like, you know, to these huge, you can contribute a ton of money and like really make like a huge impact in terms of like what they'll actually build. Right. Um, but it's really cool because it makes it, yeah, this is like I think, real super, world Sim City right here. It makes it super easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, whole other conversation, but I don't know. It's just like a few what is it called giving tuesday or whatever after cyber monday it's kind of just like it's like a good reason to just like contribute you know yeah yeah. or like um and then a lot of them are doing stuff like that like if you look at a lot of different charitable or not-for-profit organizations that are doing charitable work around the world around this time of year it's it can be kind of like a cool alternative gift to give somebody you know what i mean like if some for the person that maybe doesn't like receiving gifts because they just like buy stuff right like i don't I don't need that whatever you got me you can just be like okay well i got this in your name you know or right. like you know save a polar bear like that kind of stuff yeah yeah again i'm sure there's people like listening that are like rolling their eyes but do a little research you know you might surprise yourself well the opposite of charity actually i was in uh rotate this the other day hmm. and uh you know trolling around for some vinyl now that i can actually play them again and Sweet. I noticed that they had the uh, that Looper vinyl still. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. this close to buying it and just putting it on my shelf and being like, oh, you can't have it anymore. It's gone. Last one right here. <laughs> that would certainly be the opposite of. Would be a real Scrooge thing to do, Koji. Well, real Scroogey thing to do. I didn't get it, but I feel like it's got to be snapped up soon. Or maybe yeah. not. I mean, it's been so sitting there for get a over while. There. Yeah, we should stop talking about it. I don't want anybody to just disregard this. We're talking about uh, what some some other <laughs> some other place. Yeah, something. Uh, that that that's, yo, edit that out. Edit that out. Just so I don't, that sweet don't ludic- that sweet ludicrous <laughs> joint at the end of that <laughs> at the end of that movie. You heard uh, it, right? No. Oh yeah, I turned a, it off. There's a ludicrous song at the end of the movie during the credits. You know, what we should queue up at the end of this though. Christmas in Harlem by Kanye West. Oh yeah. There's a holiday song that I'm sure most people haven't heard. Is that a hidden gem? I really like it, man. It was off. It was when he was doing Good Fridays, where he would put out a free track every Friday before he released My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, and there was one called Christmas in Harlem featuring, I don't even remember who's on it, maybe Sci High the Prince, uh, but it's great. Cool. Yeah, it's good times. So uh, my recommendation for the week mm-hmm. is going to be Ooh, not Christmas related and actually the most depressing ever. So, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, 
I'm going to recommend a TV show by the name of Rectify. I don't know. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So it's about a guy who uh, goes to jail before the show starts uh, as, a, as a teenager. We'll say 14 or 15. I don't remember exactly when. But uh, goes to jail and uh, for raping and murdering uh, his girlfriend at the time. And when he's like 30-something, new evidence comes to light, DNA evidence that doesn't exonerate him, but calls into question his guilt. And so they let him out of prison on probation, except now the whole world is like different. And he went in when he was like 14 or 15 or however old he was, like pretty young. Mm -hmm. So he has no idea how to, about anything. Like he comes out, basically doesn't know what the fuck the internet is, uh doesn't know how to use a cell phone and is kind of just lost to the world. But like more than just because of, of time passing, but because, you know, he spent all this time in prison and it's about him trying to cope with coming back to the world. And it kind of plays out very similarly to the night of in that, there are times when you're like, oh, this guy's definitely innocent. And then there are times when you're like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's not innocent. And uh, it's on the fourth season now, uh, but it's very That's short. Crazy. I think the seasons are only like six episodes or something. And it's on what? It was actually made for Sundance TV. Oh. But it's on par with anything that HBO... Uh, or any of those premium cable TV shows. It could be a Netflix series. Uh, it's fantastic. But it's also very dark and... It's very and, bleak. Yeah. Because he's just kind of like so blasé about the world because he just like doesn't know where he fits in. And everyone kind of like... Some people view him as like a child rapist, even though it's not very clear that he's... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, very good. Okay. Very good. I was going to recommend something Christmassy that I was thinking about when we were talking about the movies earlier. Yeah. But this recommendation comes with a bit of a disclaimer. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I remember really liking it. Do you remember the movie The Ref with Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey? Oh, I never saw Fred it. Claus fame and Judy Depp. No? Oh. <laughs> I know what it is, but I've, no, I've never so, seen it. So I remember really enjoying it. It's like another sort of Christmas movie that's not... It's kind of like a movie that takes place during Christmas, but it's maybe not overly christmas related right um but if i'm not mistaken it's about a uh couple again this is just like a glimpses i was like fuck i remember that movie being good but about a couple kevin spacey and judy davis are not getting along uh married couple okay they're having like they're having like a counseling session or something like that and dennis leary is like a criminal who basically breaks into their house or something and holds them hostage. Uh, and it's sort of about him playing mediator because he's just so sick of their shit because they won't stop arguing even though they're kind of in this right, bad situation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And it happens over Christmas and it turns into this whole overblown situation. But yeah, just in terms of recommending maybe... <clears throat> again, I wouldn't go so far as to say Hidden Gem because I definitely haven't seen this movie in a while. Just sort of like, yeah, you know, maybe 
outside of all the movies we recommended, which I think people are familiar, pretty familiar with at this point, the Die yeah. Hards and Home Alones and stuff like that. But. How about uh, Lethal Weapon? It's also over Christmas. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, fuck. How could it? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang um, is the... Oh, yeah. Totally. Over Huge Christmas. recommendation. If you haven't fucking seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, Batman Great. Returns over Christmas. Come on. In Bruges. In Bruges is over Christmas as well? Yeah. Did you just Google Christmas movies that are not about Christmas? No. I'm just uh, looking at a list of movies that take place over that time. Eyes Wide Shut over Christmas. Okay. That's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. In Bruges is, uh, is a good one. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, though. Oh, Just Friends is on the list. Yeah. yeah. That was the one that I... But it's definitely more directly Christmas. Yeah. LA Confidential, Go. Oh, The Ref. Here you go. There you go. Look at have a look at that poster. Then look at how look at everybody's age. Oh, is it like early nineties? It's not showing me pictures. Oh, unfortunately. Nineteen ninety four, five, four, whatever. Anyway, those are the recommendations. Let's cue up some sort of Christmas song. Dashing through the snow. Okay. Christmas in Harlem. And for next week, we have our friend Ben Tillman joining us. He. Uh, hold on. Let me just... I'm going to embarrass him fully. Ben, the champion rower. Um, I mean, I'm going to embarrass him fully when he comes on the show. But I want to... He's got to have an IMDb, right? I don't know. Pro- maybe. So much of his stuff he like keeps under wraps. Like we don't, We're not allowed to know about it. And we'll bug him about it and bug him about it. And then he'll be like, oh, yo, by the way here's a thing that I did that you probably just watched and you're like, Oh fuck. Cool. Okay. Hold on. So yeah, I'm going to embarrass him when he, when he, uh, comes on with his full credits, but I'm going to read them to you now also cause it's fucking hilarious. So cause he, he can't do anything about it. Exactly. <laughs> he busts on the movie scene with the movie nine. Uh, it's uh, what's his name? Does, uh, the fucking Edward Scissorhands guy. Tim Burton? Isn't it Tim Burton? Nine? No. That was, that was a sweet movie, though. Uh, oh, maybe it's not Tim Burton. Maybe Tim Burton produced it. Anyway. It was based off a short film, I believe, was it not? With the same name? And then uh, followed up by Nomeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Hoodwinked 2, Hood versus Evil. Dolphin <laughs> Tale. Robo Sapien Rebooted. Oh. Strange magic, but wait, 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 because, you know, now that we got that out of the way, here's where it steps up a huge notch. He worked on Hitman, Agent 47, Warcraft, The Beginning, which is a Warcraft movie, Rogue One, Mm. a Star Wars story. I mean, it could be shit. Who knows? Uh, Just kidding. And I didn't know this. I'm going to have to fucking ask him about this fucking racist. He was he worked on The Great Wall. Oh, the Matt Damon? Is that the Matt Damon one? Yeah. Matt Damon in China. Hey, hey. What? But what are we gonna be watching with the guest so the viewers can get in on it? Oh yeah, sorry. I was so wrapped up in his credits that I uh Planes, Trains and Automobiles? No. No, you're right, we're not. But that's another good holiday movie that you guys should check out. Speaking I had to, of holiday had to get that movies in there. though. We are going to be watching a Star, Star Wars, Wars Christmas, Christmas special. Yeah. What? That's and the guy, that's the, you got to love it in case he didn't know. Yeah. And the hidden gem. It's really more of a, we watched it. 
you probably will still watch it anyway, but it's relevant because our special guest worked on it, then it is a hidden gem. Because hasn't it already broken all records for like 2016 for like ticket sales and it's not even out yet? Oh. Or something crazy like that? It's certainly not a hidden gem. Are you talking about Rogue One? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think that we're going to do... Uh, uh, something else that's well i mean we'll talk about rogue one but um oh did he provide us with a hidden gem yeah oh clone wars Ooh. he wants right to, he i do remember that clone wars the original like samurai jack like the 2d one yeah yeah not the one done in three yeah so. the, i just remember one scene from that and it was mace windu destroying like an entire army of battle droids or something like that and then flying out of the explosion and landing in the foreground and then that was the end of the episode sweet it's great so uh just really quick before we wrap it up i know he worked on rogue one we'll probably talk about rogue one but we're gonna keep it spoiler free unlike what we normally <coughs> do which is just like drop spoilers left it's gonna be center. really hard for me yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll agree I mean, to that. Or or at the very least, we'll give them a, a huge spoiler warning before we even get into it. Okay. You know? Because, yeah, we might just have to talk about it. I mean, he fucking worked on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he fucking was... He made it. There's, there's shots that he was like, that was my shot. Yeah. And not like, you know, a shot of a guy's shoe. Like... Shots of like TIE fighters and stuff, guys. We might have to revisit uh, Warcraft as well because he he had a hand in that. We talked about that on the show. So, you know. Oh, man, I've got so many questions for him. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I know. You keep you keep asking me about Robo Sapien rebooted and I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you'll have to ask when, uh, when he gets here. Anyway, thanks guys. Christmas is two gold front teeth and ten carat diamonds on a fat gold wreath that I can wear around my neck. Get money and respect. Tell Santa Claus to bring a ten million dollar check so I can spread a little cheer. Fly a couple lives, eat a little chicken, drink a couple beers, kick back and just chill like a player would do. Remix all the Christmas carols, then I'll play them for you. Luda, turn it up until I wake up all the neighbors. They say that I'm a nuisance, but I say they all some haters. Just because I'm poor, they always calling me a faker And cause my Christmas tree's decorated in toilet paper But little do they know, they about to see a show Cause when they come up out the house, I'm gonna blast them with some snow Frosty's never seen nothing quite like this And St. Nick's never seen nothing quite like Chris So, um, come Santa Claus, come
chestnuts roasting on the fire in the hills. But down below, we firing up the barbecue grills. Ice skating in the driveway. I'ma do it my way. Eggnogs got daddy swerving on the highway. Chains on the tires. Ice up on the window. 10 degrees Fahrenheit freezing as the wind blow. Help me take my boots off and my snowsuit off. Get up in the house and my nose is redder than Rudolph's. I think I need some help with the buckle on my belt. And if Santa doesn't show, I want his cookies and his milk. Tell him I need a jacket, new Jordans and an Xbox. New suits for Turks and a couple pairs of dress socks. Stuff my stocking with Jolly Ranchers and candy canes. Invite my aunties and uncles, let's do the family thing. Meanwhile, I'm hoping Santa got my wish list. So I can wake up to a very Merry Christmas. And then the jingle bells rock. rock Santa never seems the jingle bells on my block I hear he's making that list, list. Taking the thing twice. twice I guess it's probably cause I've been naughty Not nice, but I'ma straighten up my act Get up on track Make a couple bucks and buy mama a Cadillac And then maybe Santa Claus will come around my way So all the kids on my block can look up and say hey Come Santa Claus, come Santa Claus Down Santa Claus, Claus. 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 